0: Hello and thanks for listening to this Power podcast. This podcast is designed to help you understand your rights under the NHS complaints process and what support can be provided to you by an NHS complaints advocate. We hope you find it helpful. On the podcast today, we've got Ketan, who's an NHS complaints advocate in Leicester City and Rutland. Thanks for coming on, Ketan. How are you doing today?
1: I'm fine, thanks, Tom. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Good. So basically, this podcast is just, the idea behind it is to introduce people to the NHS complaints process, how it works, who it's for, and then after that, we talk a bit about NHS Complaints Advocacy, because obviously that's the service that POWER provides um, and we can tell people a little bit about what we do. So uh, the first question I wanted to ask you then, Katan, is what are the NHS Complaints Regulations?
1: Okay, the um, NHS Complaints Regulations come under what's titled the Local Authority, Social Services and National Health Service Complaints Regulations of 2009, Now, these regulations apply to NHS bodies and statutory or independent providers of NHS care. That's that's primary care, secondary care and tertiary NHS care, as well as local authorities who provide adult social services. So the law within these regulations requires organisations to publicise the complaints procedures, acknowledge receipt of complaints, also deal efficiently with complaints and investigate them properly and appropriately. Also, the law requires um, organisations to write to the complainant on completion of a complaint investigation, explaining how it has been resolved, what appropriate action has been taken and reminding them of their rights to take the matter to the Health Service Ombudsman. They have to ensure that there is a designated manager of complaints uh, or, and have somebody, someone senior who is um, responsible for the complaint policy and learning from mistakes. One of the other duties, which is the one uh, I kind of like, is the Section 9, which is um, if the complaint involves two or more organisations, the person complaining should get a single coordinated response. So you don't have to send your complaints to different bodies. Uh, even if it's a social care complaint and an NHS complaint, you only have to send in the one complaint and you get a coordinated response. So those were what what was introduced as part of the um, regulations in 2009.
0: So could you talk us through the procedure for making an NHS complaint? So from the point that somebody identifies that they want to make a complaint, what is the process?
1: Okay. First of all, it all depends on what the complaint is about. So in general, if your complaint is about an NHS trust, such as a hospital, a mental health service provider, a community service provider or ambulance service, you need to contact the complaints manager or the chief executive, either by letter, email, fax or telephone. If your complaint is about a family health practitioner, for example, a GP, dentist, pharmacist or physician, or staff employed in these services, such as health centre staff or practice nurses, then you can contact the practice manager or send your complaint to NHS England, who oversees these organisations. Now, once you have made your complaint, they should acknowledge your complaint within three working days, and the organisation should offer to discuss your complaint and arrange a plan to resolve your concerns and agree any timescales to resolve your issues They should also keep you informed of the progress of your complaint. And there should be a formal investigation into the issues that you have raised. Once the investigation is complete, the NHS body that you complain to should either write to you to inform you of their findings or offer you a meeting to discuss them. And also, part of the procedure complaints, is that the response letter should include a summary of your complaint and also tell you what the investigation has found and what to do if you still remain unhappy with the answers that are given to you. So the letters would be quite clear, easy to understand, uh, and should be balanced and factual.
0: Where would I find out who I need to make a complaint to?
1: If you need to find out where you need to make a complaint to, you can look, look, look it up on the website. If you're making a complaint about a hospital trust, for example, they, they would have the complaint procedure there. They would also have details of how to make a complaint and who you need to write to. Um, but the ma- majority of the time, if you're complaining about a hospital, for example, it would be the chief executive that you, you, can, you can write to or the complaints manager. So there are various ways you can find out. And as I said, if you're unsure, you can always contact Power and we are able to give you that information. We'll find that information out and let you know.
0: So once a person's received their letter of response if they remain unhappy at that point what can they do
1: next if they receive a response and they remain unhappy you can contact the trust back to let them know that you're unhappy perhaps write a letter to explain what your outstanding issues are and ask either for a further written response or ask them for what what we call a local resolution meeting which is a meeting to resolve your complaint with the people who have investigated your complaint so you can Ask for a meeting, and if you want an advocate at that point, then you can ask for a power advocate be able to support you at that meeting.
0: So, at that stage, if a person still remains unhappy, you know, with how it's been dealt with by local resolution, what what would happen then?
1: The last and final stage of the complaints procedure is the health service ombudsman. So, if if somebody still remains unhappy and would like somebody independent from the NHS to have a look at the complaint, then they can make an application to the Health Service Ombudsman who then um, look at the complaint, see how the NHS has handled your complaint and um, report back to you to see whether they make any recommendations. The Health Service Ombudsman have their own website which you can have a look at and the application form which is probably the best way to apply to them is on the website and they've got all the information about what they do, how they handle your complaint They've also got their timelines for, of, of when they, they respond back to you. So it's all on their website. Uh, alternatively, you can call power as well, and we'll be able to explain that to you. And we've got it all on our literature as well about the role and remit of the health service ombudsman.
0: The next question I wanted to ask you then, Ketan, is is who can make an NHS complaint?
1: You can complain about your own care and treatment or a service failure that has affected you. And you can also complain on behalf of a relative as well as someone who has died, uh, a child, uh, and someone who cannot complain for themselves because of, for example, physical incapacity or lack of capacity, or someone who has asked you to do so, uh, provided that they've they've given you their consent. So it could even be a friend that you can complain about. Anyone can complain about the, the NHS care or treatment. As long as it's funded by the NHS, then that's fine. If it's privately funded care or treatment, then that's something that they won't be able to complain about to the NHS about but uh, if if they're in a for example a private hospital but it's funded by the NHS then they can still make a complaint.
0: So what outcomes can a person expect when they're making an NHS complaint?
1: One of the outcomes that a lot of people want is an apology from the staff member that they're complaining about or the service that they receive the care or treatment about. Some people want explanations about their care or treatment and that's something that you can receive as part of the NHS complaints procedure. Some people just want assurance that as a result of them complaining, they want to make sure that changes occur so the same thing won't happen to anyone else. And they want to make sure that policies and procedures are changed within the NHS as a result of them complaining. Some some people complain because they want to access any treatment that they've not had or or, or they, they've been delayed in treatment. And that's something that you can complain about and, and, and try and get a resolution to the other outcome that you can receive, which not a lot of people know about, is financial redress or reimbursement, which is slightly different from compensation. It's to do with if you um, suffered any loss, for example, if, if, if your personal items were damaged as a result of or your care improvement within the NHS, then you can put in a complaint to get reimbursed that amount of money.
0: So you can ask for financial redress, for example, if you lost some property or, or something like that, but compensation... In itself you can't claim for is that right?
1: Yeah that's right so if you feel that you've been neglected by the NHS and you've been harmed and you want to be compensated for that then we normally advise you to seek the advice of a clinical negligence solicitor to be able to put in a case to the trust of the NHS's litigation department so that's not something that you can achieve through the NHS complaints procedure as well as um, if some people come to us because they want staff uh, uh, NHS staff disciplined, again, that's not something that can be achieved through the NHS complaints process. We'd normally say to someone in those kind of circumstances, if you feel that the staff member is not fit to practice or you feel that the disciplinary actions does need to take place, then the normal kind of procedure for that is to apply to their regulatory body so for example a doctor's regulatory body would be the general medical council and a nurses would be the nursing nursing and midwifery council so we normally ask them to put in an application to them
0: just for example then if if somebody was seeking compensation obviously we i understand now that that's a separate process but would they be able to make an nhs complaint as normal
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, um, it, it doesn't mean that you're going through a legal challenge, You can't make an NHS complaint. In fact, when a lot of people go to a, a solicitor, they we often tell them to put in a complaint first uh, before they come to them, because they want to see, you know, two sides of the story, which is fine. You know, as long as the complainant is aware, you know, at, at the end of at, at the complaint process, they're not going to get compensation, or it's not something that they can ask for. They will always need to file a case through a, through a solicitor and it's not going to happen through the complaints process. So as long as they are aware of that fact, then that's fine. They can put in a complaint through the complaints process.
0: So what is NHS complaints advocacy and how can an advocate help somebody through the complaints process?
1: NHS complaints advocacy is a process of supporting and enabling people, particularly those that are most vulnerable in society, to express their views and concerns. NHS complaints advocacy is also about enabling people to access information and services, promoting their rights and responsibilities, and exploring choice and options. So it's really about representing them and making sure that their views are heard. Some of the practical things that an advocate can help you with is, for example, supporting the complainant to write complaint letters. Sometimes as a result of putting in a complaint, I've mentioned this before, that you get invited to a local resolution meeting with the organisation. And an advocate can help a complainant with that meeting, help them prepare for an agenda and also attend that meeting with them so they've got some support at that meeting. Um, the advocate can also talk to NHS staff about a patient's current care or treatment and also help them obtain their medical records.
0: Am I right in saying then that NHS complaints advocacy, it's about supporting somebody to make the complaint that they want to make rather than the advocate kind of taking, yeah. taking it up on their behalf?
1: That's right. So advocacy is not about giving advice to the complainant or expressing their views to the complainant. But it's rather listening to the complainant about what they want and to give options about how they wish to resolve their complaint.
0: Thanks, Ketan. I've got no further questions. I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast and sharing some of your some of your knowledge and providing people with just a an overview really of the NHS complaints process and, and what NHS complaints advocacy is all about.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, Tom, for inviting me. As I said, I, I love this job. I'm very passionate about what I do. And it gives me great pleasure to know that I'm actually helping somebody in need and um, helping them at the time when they really need somebody on their side.
0: That's the end of this podcast. If you'd like the support of an advocate when you make your NHS complaint you can contact POWER by calling us on 0300 456 2370 or alternatively you could email us at pohwer at pohwer.net. For more information about POWER and the services that we offer, you can visit our website at
1: www.pohwer.net. Thanks for listening.